There's nothing worse than having an important event at your church and it doesn't go well. Today, we speak with Ron Procopia, an expert at event planning, next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, episode number 395. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey, what's happening? Uh, Late to the podcast, but I'm here. (laughs) <laughs> All right, you're late, but uh, nevertheless, we started. We well, we're waiting for you, so we started here, uh, Steve. We, uh, as 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 Steve knows, <laughs> we're a company that provides streaming video and other things for churches. But we have a webinar. We actually do webinars every month. We have a webinar coming up in September. It's September twelfth, and what's that webinar about, Steve? It is about some new technology to reach your seniors. So we've got, we partner with a company called ViewClicks and they've got a device that's made, designed for seniors that, designed for seniors and and the children of seniors to keep, stay connected with them and to stream your services. So. All right. So that's going to be September 12th. That's 12 noon Eastern time. How do people sign up for this free webinar? So if they go to webinar.streamingchurch.tv. And that's all you got to do. Reserve your seat. And uh, you can be a part of this webinar. It's, it's going to be a fun webinar. We, it, it's, yeah, it should be good. Webinar. It's, uh, yeah, very novel, very interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, good. All right. Well, we have a guest today. Today's guest has almost 20 years uh, in the event, conference, and trade show industry. He's worked with many churches over the years. He has experience as a GM, a sales operations guy, website design guy, graphic design guy, and other things related to that. He has spoken at industry events on team leadership, sales management, and innovative innovative event design. And he's got an extensive career in the entertainment production industry. He's got a, a bachelor's degree at Northeastern University in uh, the music industry, and also an MBA from Johnson and Wales University in organizational leadership. Welcome, Ron Procopio, to the it's Copio Ron Pro Ron Procopio to the Church Solutions podcast. Ron, I'm sorry I screwed your name up again. No, you don't. Don't worry. Serious. I think that it was a joke when they created it in the first place. <laughs> what is your background? Is is that Italian? Is that it, uh, what, Greek? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's um, uh, it is Italian. Um, but it's funny because you know you know genes are an odd thing, right? My my mom's 100 Irish. My dad's mostly Irish, but the the name stuck and the dark hair kind of came through like that. There's, there's no beating those genes. <laughs> well, we, uh, you know, as I was saying, we, we work with a lot of people all over the world and uh, every once in a while we'll come across somebody that makes a free trial with us streaming church.tv. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll look at their name. I'm like, okay, I'm not the most educated person in the world, but I just like, how do I pronounce that name? We had somebody this past week. Uh, actually, I think you met her, didn't you, Steve, at a trade show? Didn't she, uh, weren't you at, uh, the last trade show, what was the... the yeah, uh, you're talking Katie Allred? Yeah, uh, what was the name again? Allred. 
That's a pretty no, easy. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's an easy name. So now they they created a free trial with Streaming Church. But anyhow, I couldn't pronounce her name. So, uh, in fact, I wasn't even sure is 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 this a he? Is this a she? Or whatever. And I found out it was a she. But anyhow, so much for my uh, butchering people's names. Ron, we're glad they have you here today. Thanks for being with us. You've been. Uh, uh, we're out of time now that we went through your bio. Like, <laughs> Thanks for coming. It's been great. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about five things to know if you're in ministry, if you're in a church, five things to know if uh, you want to plan an event for your church. And, you know, churches have events coming up. Uh, I mean, I guess the next big one was Christmas. And of course, there's always Easter, but then there's other events too that people do, special events. So that's uh, what we're hoping to talk about today. And we're looking forward to your expertise because it sounds like you've done one or two of these events before. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done, uh, I've been around the block a few times. Um, yeah, it was interesting to when, when we started to come up with the topic for this, uh, honing it down to just five <laughs> points was, was probably the hardest thing. I'm like, oh man, how do I do that? Um, but I think well, you can do off, more, you can do 10 if well, you no, want, no, as long no, as we can. No, you know what? I, I don't want to overwhelm anybody, I don't want to <laughs> scare you off. Um, before yes. we get into this, hmm. uh, and you have an, a big event coming up here that you're, yeah, so what, I do tell us uh, real quick about that. Sure, I'm uh, I founded uh, this event called uh, the Worship Audio Visual Experience, we, we call it Wave. Um, it's going to be in Louisville, September 12 to 14. It's specifically for uh audiovisual technologies so we're trying to educate and connect production managers tech directors uh executive pastors with the equipment to help take their production and, and engagement to the next level that's really what it's about um and that comes for me i i came from the wfx event uh where i spent a lot of time um and, and as you mentioned I, I a lot of theatrical um uh, history where I worked for the theater industry. So it, it's very, it's something that I know a lot about and and something I'm passionate about, just helping the churches grow their yeah. production level. And we were at the Capture Conference and that mm -hmm. was somewhat of the buzz is, are you going to the Wave Conference? Yeah, yeah. the Wave was coming up. So I think a lot of people cool. that were there were also very interested in the Wave. We're, we're trying, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's something that when, when people are trying to create their, their own events, something completely new, breaking out and letting people know that it exists and that it's available to them is, is part of the hardest part. It's it just, just getting out there and getting known. Um, so, so how would you bring that down to the church level? Yeah. So well, I mean, I mean, if, yeah. we, if, I, if I had an event and huh. if the biggest challenge is getting people to know, I, I assume uh -huh. having a conference is on a much larger scale of challenge than a church event, but. Sure. I mean, ultimately, what it comes down to is is about touch points. We call them in, in the marketing side of things. Is how many times can someone see something before they recognize it? This is this is it's almost psychology when it comes down to it. Um, there was something I had read years ago that it's five times you'll see a commercial before you actually acknowledge that you've seen a commercial. It's that's why, you know, eventually we get annoyed by seeing the same commercial over and over again. But it's because they know if I don't, if that person doesn't see it 25 times, they don't know that my new Cheetos are available or, you know, my new soft drink is out. And so in any event, in any uh, a conference or, uh, you know, even a small event, it's it's how many times can we alert them to let them know that this opportunity exists? 
Um, and there are so many different ways to communicate with people now. Um, some of them cost money, some of them do not. Um, obviously, social media is a really big one. For me, I, I think social media is really important, but it's also not the be all end all. Um, in my experience, it never transitions to actually people signing up and do and, and doing what you want them to do. Um, you know, some people may say differently. I I never see it start at social media and end at a registration. I see it as one so, of the important touch points. So, I mean, as, as the church, and if I'm mm-hmm. in the leadership of the church, and you're yeah. saying we have to have all these different touch points, mm-hmm. I would think that after two or three or so, the staff's going to go, why are we bugging these people so much? They've already <laughs> heard this, you know, yeah. four times. Why do we do it again? And that's yeah. that's a misconception, right? Or what? I mean, because the staff definitely gets exposed to it and they digest it. But, you know, what do you say to those people that say, why are we bugging these people? Why are you, we beating a dead horse? Yeah, it's funny that you say this because this I had this conversation with my wife uh, about two months ago. We, we hired a new marketing consultant to just kind of give us an outside point of view. I want someone to look at everything and, and say, this looks like it works and this doesn't look like it works. And one of the things that they wanted to do was turn our social media dial up was kind of the way they described it. So, you know, we had been posting every day for about a year and they were like, you need to be posting three times a day or more. And I was like, this is crazy. Like the, First off, I don't have enough time in the day to, to create that many posts. But then I was like, aren't we just, aren't we talking about the same thing over and over again? And nobody's going to be, they're going to be annoyed by it. And, and my wife was the one who pointed out to me. She goes, you see it all. They don't see it all. They're like, they get on their social media at different times of the day. They being the audience, whoever you're trying to reach. And, you know, they might uh, do it after dinner when they sit and they scroll, you know, while watching TV. Or they might be, a, hey, it's lunchtime. And they don't necessarily see everything that we see. So us as the organizers, as the team, we get more frustrated and annoyed with it. We used to, um, it was one company I was working with. And we would create um, the graphic design stuff at the beginning of the campaign. You know, a, a year out is what it normally takes to run a conference. By the time the event comes on, we were so tired of the same logo and the same colors and the same font. And, and but no one else was tired of it. It was just us that had dealt with it. So it's it's when you're you're feeling like, oh, I'm beating a dead horse. They're not doing what I want them to do. And I've already told them 20 times. It, it's it's the 21st, the 22nd, or the 23rd time that's actually going to get them to sign up and, and participate. I was in uh, Christian broadcasting for about 20 years, and uh, you know we would play a song in heavy rotation for weeks. And, of course, we'd be sick of it as announcers and disc jockeys. And uh, th- about that time we got really sick of it is when somebody would go, hey, that's a cool song. Never heard that before. <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> what is that? Who is that? You know, But it's the same way with the commercials. And uh, Mm -hmm. so what you're saying basically is somebody getting up on a church platform and making an announcement once or twice ain't going to cut it. No, I exactly. I think that that needs to happen on a regular basis. I think you need to uh, consider doing uh, print or signs or things or, you know, digital signs if your church has them. Um, Obviously, social media is is a no brainer. You may even want to consider 
some of the digital ads that are out there. Um, Meta is really inexpensive. You can, I can do an ad. For example, we'll have a new article that comes out. I throw $5 a day at it. It's not super expensive for me to do that, especially if you have your list of, of your followers. You, you can upload your list of people and be like, hey, I just want my congregants to see this and I'm willing to put two or three or $5 a day in it. And it shows up in their rotation and their Instagram and their, their Facebook. So it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to break the bank, um, but it just is that one extra touch point. And there's, there's text messaging services now. I'm sure everybody, you know, is, is we were all getting annoyed by those uh, periodically, but it's, the trick is as long as it's really something that they want or need, then it doesn't become as annoying to get those messages. You know, immediately you, you get that message and it's, you know, a, a politician you've never heard of. That's kind of annoying. If it's something like, Hey, I read this and it's going to make my life better. Well, oh, hang on. <laughs> that, that's a different, you know, it's not quite as annoying. You're not as quick to say stop on, on those messages. So, um, and that was actually going to be my, my, my first point that I wrote down is to get an advisory council, to get a group of people together when you're coming up with your event. And it's, it, it, this kind of goes back to, we see everything, we know everything, it's all in our heads, but it having other people's point of views that can say, that's a great idea, but I don't think it's the best idea, or it's not something that our group is really gonna wanna to, to spend the time on, that that's not gonna make them want to come to it, but this could. That that is really essential to have somebody that can that you can trust that that can tell you no, <laughs> that can tell you it's it's not the best idea, but we can hone it and make it the best idea. Um, I think that's key for really for any event. So does each advisory group do you bring on a different advisory group for you if an event? You know, I'm having a yeah a something that may appeal to the seniors. Do I want an advisory group of seniors or? I have something for, you know, the mom, the mothers of preschoolers. Do I want to have a bunch of mother preschoolers? Those are your advisors. So, and, and it yeah. can be, I assume you can get one or two as well, right? That'll just Absolutely. make, yeah, you don't need a, a committee. Oh, definitely not. No, no, there was, it used, I used to laugh at, at USITT, the theater association I worked for. Uh, I went on my first site visit with them. And previously with all the other companies, when I would do a site visit, you bring two or three people to the site. You take your pictures, you take your measurements, you ask your questions. The first one I did with them, it was 20, 25 people, something like that. And, and I looked around and I was like, who, who are all these people? Do I have to listen to them? Do I have to listen to all 25 people's you know, point of views? And, and we would walk. The funniest part was watching them walk from room to room at a convention center. And if you've been to a convention center, they all look the same. Every room looks the same. <laughs> they're all square. They're all white, same carpet. You know, it, it just is a little bit different size. And it was it was comical to see so many points of view come together. And it was it was obvious that not everybody had the same agenda. Right. Some people come in and they're like, this is what's most important to me. And it's not necessarily what's in the best interest of the whole organization. So, yeah, you're right. Keeping it to I would say whatever the size and, of, and scope of your event is to a group that's manageable. You know, if you're going to, if it's, if this is a, a Christmas season thing, you know, maybe this is a four or five people and different points of view. Like 
you have a uh, you know a, a mother's group you have a mother that comes in you have a you have a senior that comes in you have somebody who's uh, a, a young person that comes in and, and they kind of all give their perspective on what are they so looking for are they are they coming in once i've put a plan together and i started to gather some marketing material or something you know i was thinking of this brochure and yeah. this visual <laughs> and have them provide feedback on that or do you get them before then or I would get how, them before are they that. Okay. Yeah. I would then, I would start at the very basic. Here's my idea. What do you think? You know, it's it's we're throwing we're throwing stuff at the wall and to to see if it'll stick. And that's that's kind of where I think a lot of a lot of these ideas, these brainstorming uh things come together. Um it's it's from some one person's uh idea that other people can help craft and create. How long so should you, in advance, should you be thinking about, oh. like, you know, you have an event in December, when should you start thinking about planning this thing? Uh, I mean, realistically, I mean, really, it kind of depends on the size and the scope again. Um, if if it's something that you're doing for your your church and there's a couple thousand people in your church and, you, you know, that's that's realistically what you're looking at, then then I think you know, six months is is reasonable. Um, for what the things that I'm doing, it's typically a year out um, uh, that I'm working on things. I mean, I have uh, especially working with like sponsors and exhibitors, they have they have budgets. They want to know what they're doing next year. You know, they're asking me 18 months from now, what 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 is my plan and my my costs going to be so they can budget and plan um, It's The more in depth and the more detailed your event gets. The more time it's going to require. So if it's if it's something rather relatively simple, you won't have to spend a lot of time on operational details and logistics and food and beverage and stuff. If if it does get to that level where you're, hey, I've got sixteen different rooms all doing different things at different times, it's going to require a lot more time, um, a lot more Excel documents and and uh, and phone calls that have to take that up. It's it's really kind of when you're early on looking at it is, is how how big is this going to be? How much work am I going to have to do? If that makes sense. Um, and that kind of goes to one of my other points was it's important for one person to have a vision. When when I say a vision, I mean an actual image in their head of what does this look like? Um, I used to have, um, I would I would ask our old contractors to print out big maps, like four feet by three foot maps. And I would stick them on the wall uh, with push pins. And I would have Sharpies and I would be writing all over them. And I'm like, here's where my signs are gonna go. Here's where, you know, uh, this this room is going to be for this thing, and it's 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 really just a, a roadmap. And and then I would sit there. I actually told my boss at one point. I said, "If you walk by my office, and I'm just staring at the wall, I I'm not like blanking out. I'm not having a stroke. Don't worry about it. I'm just kind of in the moment, thinking about everything. And it would be, I would think about the flow from the minute they arrive at the parking lot." Where are they walking to? And, and then I would, you know, we would go on those site visits. We take tons of pictures and I would like open up one of the pictures I took and print that out and like, okay, well, I'm going to draw a banner. This is where the banner is going to go. And it's going to say this and you look at it and you're like, okay, yeah, that works. This banner makes sense. It's got the right, the right content. 
having that vision, this goes into that um, part of my career in experiential design is what is the experience like? What are we trying to have people come away with the event feeling? Because ultimately education matters. The the but the goal is to have this emotional connection with people that they they they're like, I I get it. I I experienced something. I trust them. I want to do that again. And so I would, I would just I would assume this would also help not only with marketing the event, but planning for the event. I mean, I yeah, I'd, yeah. I'll, no, I'll do this when I'm you know gonna go on a trip or something. Like, well, I'm gonna go there. And yep. then you yeah. go. Oh, I need to make sure that I bring, you know, <laughs> so you would go through, and yeah. go, wow, we have nothing for the kids, you know, or, yeah. or whatever. Where, what are we going to do with the kids? Let's figure that out. You know, I had a fantastic boss at WFX. Um, Nicole was her name. She was, uh, she was, when we were, when WFX was created, <laughs> she was the general manager kind of running the whole thing, the, the director there. She came from doing really, really big events, Macworld and, um, uh, E3, these events for hundreds of thousands of people. And then she's coming to to us who is doing a show for a thousand people. But one of the things that she explained to me early on that, I, that I've taken and used my entire career is that we are sending out so many messages. We send out emails, we send out text messages and postcards, and we're giving everyone an image of what this is, what the colors are, what the shapes are. When you arrive at the event, we don't want to lose that. We've 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 kind of already created the palette, so we want them to feel like they've stepped into the marketing. That they are now in. We were in WFX land, you know. Like it's all you know. Obviously, Disney is amazing at that. That's one of their their things. Is that you know the minute you you cross that line into into Disney World. Um, and we we want to do the same thing at the event and and wrap them up with the blanket and be like, this is you're here, you're nice and warm and protected and gonna have a great time and um and, and get to experience this. I noticed uh, I remember when we were doing a thing called at the movies at our church and same church that Steve was a part of uh, they, the staff did a really good job in creating when you walked in the lobby during, the at the movies week and if anybody's not familiar with at the movies it's you're taking video clips from certain movies and uh, and trying to apply some biblical principles to the clips that you're showing people uh, in the congregation but they did a really good job at preparing the lobby so there was popcorn machines and movie posters and it was the environment when you walked in you knew you were in this series called at the movies Mm -hmm. so you really need to have somebody that's as you said, a visionary, but also probably somebody on your team that's good with details too. Some visionaries aren't real good with details. So oh, no. if you have a detailed <laughs> person to help you kind of map that out, yep. that would make a that's, difference. That's important too. Uh, and that, that person who's helping you map that out, I, I'm assuming it will be pretty good with budgets because everything is going to be more expensive than what you think it is. I promise you that. Um, I tend to build budgets early on, really, really at that beginning part where we're trying to come up with the idea and bring in uh, advisory people. I set up a giant Excel document that, that what I think makes sense, but then I'll always round up and be like, okay, I think it's going to be $200. I'm going to call it $250 because I'd rather fall down into place uh, than, than be surprised. And then we're, we're right. digging for money in the, in the cushions sure. to see if we can pay for things. Yeah. All right. So we're starting so, to run out of time here. Go ahead, Steve. So I was just, let's say, you know, I, I'm a church of 300 mm-hmm. and what, 
what constitutes an event in your mind for this level of preparation? I mean, we've gone all the way, gone all the way from Macworld with several hundred thousand people <laughs> down to, you know, which what I would consider a very big event would be like the wave, you know, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and then we have some churches that will put on um, pretty large events. I mean, we'll, sure. where they'll get thousands of people coming as well, but for your, you know, your average church of 300, what um, what constitutes an event that would warrant your your process, or does this apply to every event, every size event? I think it applies to every size event that's not a regularly scheduled event. So, so a board meeting that's going to be kind of like a regularly scheduled event generally. Um, but if you're doing some sort of uh, fundraiser, some sort of charity event, some you know organized dinners. I think anything like that would still constitute some of the needs of this. Um, it's it's like you said, going up on, on the lectern and, and saying, you know, hey, it's on Thursday night and then no one really gets that across. It does take multiple times to tell them that it does take, um, you know, the ability to look at the budget and say, hey, the, the whole year we've got this amount allocated for it. How much are we going to divide up to these different places? And you know, who's going to be getting the food from where and, and all of those things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and to say that, you know, I, I do come from a place now where I'm running larger events, but my my uh, my dad is a music minister. We grew up in and around the church and, you know, we've been the ones, as you can imagine, setting up the audio visual. We were getting the phone call on Friday morning. Hey, can you come over and uh, set up a sound system for us tonight? We've got to do this thing. Um, so, so I'm very much uh, familiar with, with doing things, uh, on the fly and making it happen because ultimately that's what it's really about is, is, is pulling things together to, to give these people an experience. Um, that would be my last, my last piece of advice is come at it from the right place. Make sure that it's coming from your heart, that you're doing it for the right reasons and you're not just doing it because, or, you know, we think that we're going to try and make a ton of money on something. That's why we're going to do it. It's got to have uh, a reason behind it. And I feel like the, the attendance, the people that are going to join you, they feel that right off the beginning. That's that they're going to know, like, this is this is something I want to be part of be, rather than eh, it feels like it's cold money grab. I'm not really interested. So my mind goes to um, events, mm. I mean, to weddings, yes. to um and, and every wedding has a wedding planner, which mm-hmm. uh, if you've been to the wedding, you kind of know that oh, I bet the wedding planner is the one who made sure that there was a little trinket on the table for everybody and all these made it really special. Are there uh, opportunities for churches to either hire out or get trained or, you know, because the, the wedding planners are they get hired because they've been really good at putting together oh, some yeah. really good weddings. And I would assume the same kind of thing would apply for a, for a church. Oh, absolutely. There are, um, there are event planning companies um, that, that do this sort of thing. Um, there are, they typically much like an event planner can organize the audiovisual, the food and beverage, the, the signage that you'll need, all, all of the logistics they can help you pull together. Um the, the challenge is, is the balance is the, of the budget is, can we afford to outsource that? Or is it better handled by uh, someone who's already on staff or somebody who is volunteer that might have those skills that be willing to do that? So it's, it, it all comes down to what's your need? How big do you need it to be? And, and what, what do you want to spend the money on? 
Yeah. All right. So uh, five things. Go through them real quick. I we I know we cut you off and interrupt. Yeah. No. You no. Do all that, but real quick here as we wrap up. Uh, so one is uh, that advisory council. Make sure that you've got those folks there. Um, budget and marketing. Making sure that you were doing multiple touch points. That you're you're connecting with people as many different ways that you can. Um, I promise you, it's not as annoying as you think it is. Um, vision. Making sure that you have the correct vision there. Um, come at it right from a right place where you're coming from your heart. Um, I had another one <laughs> that we kind of like went off on a bunch of different areas. I had one on sponsorship, which is all about getting financial support to help you pay for the event. That's nice to have when you can do it. It, uh, for, from anyone from a, a local company to, uh, someone who's, uh, a bigger manufacturer or, or company that is willing to support you. If you're if you're a small church, maybe are there maybe some people in your church, trustees yep. or somebody absolutely. that you might tactfully hit them up? Maybe it's absolutely that uh, in internal. I would say it's internal and out uh, and outsourced, right? So you could go out there to Bob's Pizza down the street and see if they'd be willing to help support. But it could absolutely be people within your within your church. Yeah, interesting. Okay, all right. So as we wrap up here, tell us again about mm. the event coming up that you have. Yeah, uh, Worship Audiovisual Experience, uh, September 12 to 14, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, for your production managers, tech directors, worship leaders. Uh, we'd love to have you. Um, it's a conference and expo. So there's education. Uh, we're going to be doing a tour of High, uh, High View Baptist and some really cool stuff. And then get to see all the equipment. And where do I sign up for this? Uh, our website is wave-event.co. <laughs> That's a uh, wave-event.co. All right. Super. Sounds good. All right. Ron Pro Copio. You got it. <laughs> we end on the high note. <laughs> <laughs> He's been our guest today. And uh, if people want to get a hold of you, I guess they could just go to, to that website you just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. My my website, my uh, my name, picture, and uh, email are all over it. So feel free. All right. Super. Well, that sounds good. Okay, good. Uh, all right. So I, we're out of time here. We're done, but this has been good because, uh, you know, if I'm a pastor, executive pastor, or even a key volunteer listening to all this uh, and wanting to do an event, these are really good principles, I think, to keep in mind mm -hmm. uh, for your event, whether it's small or large. And so I, I really appreciate your input, Ron. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. All right. And thank you, folks, for being a part of our Church Solutions podcast. Be sure and uh, subscribe to the Church Solutions podcast wherever you get your podcast so you never miss one. And give us a rating if you can. And if you want to uh, check out some of the resources that we have besides our podcast, we have blogs, we have webinars, past webinars you can look at, future webinars coming up. Probably just go to streamingchurch.tv. And there's a resource menu up there you can click on and you can see all the things that we do. And we're all about helping churches as Ron is as well. All right, gentlemen, thank you again for your time. And folks, thank you. And we'll catch you again on another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. I'm Phil Thompson. Please take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs>